0: This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, October 18th, 2022. I'm Caleb Brown. Chief executives of states get a lot of blame when things go bad, and some of the credit when things are good. So evaluating the performance of governors can be tricky. The Cato Institute's Fiscal Policy Report Card on America's Governors focuses on tax and spending policies advanced or opposed by governors. Chris Edwards is its author. We spoke yesterday on the latest report.
1: Well, every two years, the Cato Institute scores the nation's governors on their taxing and spending policies. We grade them A to F. The best governors have cut taxes and spending the most, and the worst governors, uh, from our point of view, have increased taxes and spending the most. Uh, This year, we're awarding five grades of A to Kim Reynolds of Iowa, Chris Sununu of New Hampshire, Pete Ricketts of Nebraska, Brad Little of Idaho, and Doug Ducey of Arizona.
0: All right. So what sets them apart?
1: Well, Kim, Kim Reynolds of Iowa has been a fantastic governor. She's been in office since uh, 2017. She's uh, kept a tight rein on spending. Spending's risen just 2% a year, which is less than the rate of inflation over the last five years. And she's enacted probably the biggest tax reform we've seen in any state in many years. She chopped the top individual income tax rate from 9% down to just a 3.9% flat tax. She also chopped the corporate tax rate in half and she repealed the inheritance tax.
0: And rounding out the bottom five, these are the governors who, uh, according to your report card, got Fs.
1: Well, all these governors, uh, Sununu, Ricketts, Brad Little and Doug Ducey have all enacted major tax reforms. And this is part of a broader trend. There's been 21 states in the last two years that have chopped their income taxes. This has happened um, mainly because the states have had large budget surpluses as we uh, recovered from the COVID pandemic. And mainly Republican governors have used these large surpluses to put in place major tax reforms uh, to their credit. And these tax reforms have been supply-side oriented tax reforms, meaning they've cut top individual and corporate tax rates, which is going to help their states uh, uh, grow in the long run. Everybody checks their home state.
0: I checked my home state of Kentucky and you gave uh, Governor Andy Bashir a D. And I you said that that is in part because he opposed... The kind of tax reform that, uh, you know, it's a ratchet down of income taxes based on revenue, hitting revenue targets.
1: Well, that, that's right. Uh, in the Cato Report Card, we score uh, what governors have actually enacted into law. We also score their vetoes and we score their major proposals. So, uh, like in Kentucky, the go- the Democratic governor uh, in Michigan uh, vetoed a major tax reform bill passed by the Republican legislature. So that's a demerit. Uh, for the governor of Michigan, from uh, from our point of view, uh, you know we think that uh, you know even with all these tax cuts, state tax revenues have grown ten percent a year the last two years. So states are really, state coffers are overflowing with money. Uh, we think that they ought to give some of this money back uh, to the people and let them let them keep their money in the private economy.
0: All right. So uh, spending and taxes. There are a lot of states. You know, states vary widely in their situations in terms of where the revenues come from, where their spending goes. Uh, how much does that weigh into uh, the ratings that you
1: give? Well, we uh, we uh, score governors highly if they reduce um, tax revenues, but also if they cut top uh tax rates, income tax rates and sales tax rates. Uh, there, one of the recent trends has been a movement toward flat income taxes and many governors, uh, numerous governors have been saying recently they want to eliminate their income taxes altogether. As you may know, there's nine states that currently do not have individual income taxes uh and and they're you know they're in all parts of the country florida nevada new hampshire south dakota tennessee texas washington and wyoming they're all very different states they all seem to survive and prosper without individual income taxes so some governors in other states like west virginia and mississippi are saying hey uh, we don't need the income tax in our state either And so there's an effort uh, to reduce income taxes and eventually zero them out at the state level.
0: So some states don't have income taxes, but they have incredibly high property taxes. Uh, Chris Sununu was uh, a governor who received an A on the governor's report card. New Hampshire has uh, really high property taxes and... No income tax?
1: Uh, It's true that states that don't have uh, income taxes uh, often have higher property and sales taxes. However, if uh, I wrote a recent piece at Cato showing that the nine states that don't have income taxes, their overall tax burdens are lower. So when you eliminate a major tax base for state governments, uh, it, it tends to result in leaner, more efficient government overall. So the states that have no income taxes, particularly New Hampshire, as you mentioned, South Dakota, Tennessee, they have much leaner and smaller government than other states. I mean, one one more uh, really dramatic example is New York and Florida. The two states both have about 20 million residents these days, but Florida's state and local governments are half the size of New York. Uh, New York spends almost twice as much, uh, New York government spend almost twice as much as all the governments in Florida. The New York state and local government bureaucracies have 38% more employees than the bureaucracies in Florida. So uh, eliminate individual income taxes, force your state governments to operate more efficiently and more leanly. I think that's a good direction to go. Uh,
0: one thing you note in the report is uh, a lot of states, even if they do have an income tax, are flattening those taxes.
1: Well, that's right. There's uh, there's, nine in- there's nine states that don't have income taxes today, and there will soon be 14 states that have flat individual income taxes. In just the last uh, two years, Arizona, Idaho, Iowa, Mississippi, and Georgia have all moved from multi-rate income taxes to flat rate income taxes. I think flat income taxes, they're more fair they're simpler. Uh, it sort of creates more taxpayer solidarity if, you know, if the, everyone knows how much the government costs. Uh, so sort of the government costs are more transparent. So I think flat income taxes are a really good direction to go. On the revenue side, I mean, it, we, we have to admit that a whole lot of these things that
0: uh, governors do, and you account for this in your report, it is what the legislature hands them. Some governors are very strong. Some governors are pretty weak. It's pretty easy to override some governor's vetoes. But how much do the legislature's actions count?
1: Well, that's a good question. On the, in the governor's report card, we try to focus on the actual actions of the governors. And in most of the, you know, the, the, the governors who got A's, Kim Reynolds, Iowa, Chris Sununu, Pete Ricketts, Brad Little, and Doug Ducey, they all drove their tax reforms that they ended up enacting. Roy Cooper, the highest scoring Democrat who got a B, um, you know, to his credit, he signed into a law a major tax reform that was passed by a Republican legislature. He wasn't too happy about it, but to his credit, he did go ahead and sign that tax reform. So, it is sometimes difficult to entangle the actions of governors and legislatures. And it's also true that governors differ in their powers. I mean, the governor of Texas is actually kind of a weak governor compared to the legislature, and then in other states, the governors have more power. So, uh,
0: what kind of conclusions can we draw, or if we're looking at metrics that we like, that is growth, uh, opportunity, Uh, unemployment rates, that sort of thing. When we compare those kinds of uh, metrics to the ratings that governors typically get on your report card, what what would we find?
1: Well, one of the fascinating fascinating metrics to compare state Uh, government policies these days is looking at interstate migration flows. The IRS publishes detailed migration flows between the states, you know, broken down by income level and that sort of thing. And it turns out that the, uh, of the 25 lowest tax states, 20 of them have net migration inflows. Uh, eight of the nine and no income tax states have immigration inflows and the biggest immigration inflows go to the lowest tax states uh like florida The biggest outflows of migration are from places like New York and California that have very high taxes. So taxes aren't the only thing, of course, that drive migration. But there is no doubt that there's a clear relationship between uh, the low tax states and uh, states that enjoy a lot of incoming residents. And, you know, two examples, I think, really drive that home. Sometimes people say, well, people are just moving south to the warm states like Florida. But in fact, South Dakota and New Hampshire have had consistent and substantial net inflows of migration, uh, I think, substantially because they have very low taxes.
0: It's no mistake or should be taken as no mistake that this happens, uh, that this governor's report card comes out typically about three weeks before many states have elections. How is Uh, the grade that governors receive, how is that received depending on whether it's good or bad?
1: Well, I've I've noticed over the years during the governor's report card that, you know, uh, scoring the governors, governors have egos and they do care uh, how they do on the Cato report card. Um, I, uh, if governors think they got, uh, you know, my grade, uh, you know, uh, got them wrong. They often hear from the chief of staff uh, from the, from the governor's office, uh, I haven't made mistakes on governor's report card. My data uh, is is accurate. Uh, they may disagree with our scoring system, but they do care about their grade. I mean, often because a lot of these governors will later go on to run for Senate, or some of them might uh, aspire to the the White House. And so they do care what grade uh, Cato gives them on these reports. And I try to be as fair as possible uh, in my grading. Um, and, you know, the grades uh, don't show, you know, governors who do in the middle, like, you know, grade of C, like, for example, um, Ron DeSantis got a C uh, this year, uh, not because he's a bad governor. Uh, he's actually been very good on spending, but it's just that he didn't uh, sign into law as big a tax reform as many other states this year. So the governors sort of compete against each other in, on the Cato report card.
0: Chris Edwards is author of the Cato Institute's Fiscal Policy Report Card on America's Governors, available now. Subscribe to and rate the Cato Daily Podcast on your podcast platform of choice and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.